This episode of Stepping into the Light is brought to you by ASEA, groundbreaking technology that is creating miracles every single day. Learn more about what ASEA can do for you by visiting juliatreat.teamasea.com. Hello, beautiful. Welcome to Stepping into the Light with Julia Treat. That's me, your host from juliatreat.com. I have several things to cover today. I was kind of sitting here, you know, looking at my, my ideas, the things that I want to discuss, and I thought, you know what, I, my, I can't just fit that into one podcast, you know, that. I want to talk about several things. So just bear with me because you may resonate with one of the topics I'm going to speak about. You may resonate with several. I'm going to ask that you please share this. Once you have listened and, and if you feel that this can be helpful for others, um, please share it. One way we're helping each other all wake up from this, this horrendous spell is to share things even at the risk of looking crazy. <laughs> so I'm going to let you off the hook there. Like one way you can share things that I, that I share with you is simply sharing it with someone and saying, hey, I don't even, what do you think of this crazy lady? You know? It, that lets you off the hook. Like, I came across this. What do you think about this? Lots of ways that you can share and not be uh, the target. I am willing to be that for you. So first I want to talk about uh, children who can see or hear or know spirits are around. And yes, there are good spirits and bad spirits. And I get messages from moms and dads all the time of, you know, what do I do? My, my child sees this, whether it's a human-looking spirit or they see this scary thing with red eyes, this demon thing looking, uh, you know, coming after them or bugging them. And I'm just going to share what, what I have been guided to do. And, you know, it is to empower our children. And the way that we empower the children is helping them understand, number one, what's going on, and secondly, what they can do about it, all right? Because I understand as a mom, dad, a caregiver, I get the whole notion of saying, like, I'll take care of it. I've got this. Mommy's going to take care of you. Mommy's going to protect you. But that's really inducing more fear, if you think about it, because then the child's like, oh, my God, well, my mom has to protect me from this. This is something she's got to take care of. And you won't always be there, and you usually don't see or hear or know what they are experiencing. So this is their experience, and we can help them navigate through it with more grace and ease. So I'm going to give suggestions on how you may talk to your child about this sort of thing. And take it or leave it, you know, uh, do what you wish, do what you want, but just going to share what I have been guided to do with children. First of all, it's to help them understand that they have a really amazing and special gift. All right, we were all born with this ability. Everyone was born with this intuitive ability, all right? But then we were dumbed down, started from day one. And by the way, I want to say... Um, just something popped in my head recently of how coming here in this human form and how the fear and pain and shock is ingrained in us from the day we are born and it starts with that stupid spank to make us cry. We don't have to spank babies when they come out, right? They're already leaving this precious cargo, this place that's been safe for them, most of them, in this little tummy. And they're coming out into the world, and um, that is when the fear begins. If it hasn't already started in the womb with, with shit going on there. But, but I'm talking about the moment we come out and take our first breath. Think of this baby, us, this beautiful miracle that's come out. And all, when we are hit, we're suddenly hit. We're hit, it hurts, it's scary, and we cry. See, this is the demonic forces that have started this whole, um, oh, the, the, the programming, right? Starts from that moment, bam, that hurt, I'm scared, I'm crying. Okay, so we're immediately, immediately upon the day of our birth, we are shoved into fear. 
Think about that. Okay? If I was having a baby these days, uh, that would be a miracle. <laughs> but if I was, I would be telling that doctor, don't you dare slap my baby. You know, my baby's going to come out, and don't you dare spank my baby or slap my baby, because I'll be slapping you, and I would. Um, anyway, here I go off on that tangent. So we are born with these abilities, and children are so wide open. You know, so many, they can sense so much. Um, they can, and yes, there is good and bad. There's good and bad everywhere. That's what this is about. This is a battle between good and evil. So speaking to your child, first of all, it's, it's simply saying, you know, whether they say, hey, I'm scared. There's a little girl that keeps showing up in my room. That would be scary because you don't know why she's there, right? I understand why that would be scary, even if maybe she isn't, you know, there to scare. It's just because it's, it's different. And once a child knows that no one else sees this or senses this and they're the only ones, guess what? That makes them even more fearful because they think something's wrong with them. So speaking to your child, first of all, and just saying, you know, if they're saying, well, there's things that show up or, or people are showing up or something's coming in the night that's scaring me, just moving into this conversation of, well, you have a very special gift. First of all, what an amazing gift that you can sense these things around you and, and, and really moving into the conversation of it's not all bad. So just because a little girl shows up and you don't know who she is or where she's from, that doesn't mean she's bad necessarily, right? It's, you know, it's strange. It might be weird, but doesn't mean she's bad. So I spoke with a mom recently about her daughter who had, you know, a little girl showing up. And I said, you know what? One of the best things you can do, because this little girl just kept coming. Yes, we can go right to Archangel Michael and help and take this away, and he will do that. He is here to help us grow, even children to grow into their abilities and also to protect us from the dark. But I said, how about if you talk to your daughter? Let's empower your daughter. Let's make her realize she's so powerful with this, this, these abilities. Just simply, you know, talk to your daughter and say, why don't you ask her what she wants? Ask the little girl, what do you need from me? Guys, I've done this so many times over the years when I would have what I call uninvited guests show up, you know, um, in human form that have departed, but they're not departed, they're still hanging out, and I have simply said, what is it that you need from me? Now, I have received messages, so it might be, I need to tell my mom, I'm sorry, I need to tell my dad this, and I simply say, okay, you just did. Thank you. I don't have to go find that person's mom or dad because I don't know who they are. I'm not going to go searching. They just needed to give that message. And once they give me the message, whatever it is that they need to say, I intuitively, whether I call in Archangel Michael or not, I just say it's so automatic now that Archangel Michael just comes in and takes them, takes them away. He takes them to the place, the space, the, the heavenly whatever right? But they just needed to say something. That doesn't mean that they're haunting us because they want to scare us. That means I left and I have, I needed to say something. Or maybe it's after the fact. Maybe I did something to help me leave and I need to say I'm sorry to my parents or that I'm going to be the bird that shows up or I'm going to be the butterfly that follows you on your walks. So just speaking with our children and saying, all right, well, that little girl shows up. We don't know why. How about if we find out? Maybe she's lost. Maybe she needs help. In those conversations, I also suggest that you always talk about Archangel Michael. I call him God's superhero. He is our helper. You know, over the years, before I truly awakened to what's going on in this world, I called in many different angels for help. And although, you know, my life was easy peasy and I got lots of help, I realized, you know, once I, I found out some of the angels, uh, the names of them, whether it's them or the, just they took the name, the dark took the name, but that they were actually sacrificing to these angels, Metatron being one of them. I'm not saying there's not a good Archangel Metatron. I'm just saying they do sacrifice to Metatron. So, 
what I realized, because I can't discern if this one is good or not, I don't need to call on them. Archangel Michael has been the one always. And so we, I think we can really get kind of in this weird space where we get all these different angels and names and do we need all of them? Do we need all of them? Um, just say, angels, can you help me? But we don't, do we need to call on all of them by name? Well, Archangel Michael, yes, I call him by name. So teaching your children about Archangel Michael, well, first of all, you've got to realize what he can do. Because if you don't even call on him for help or, or to help you, you know, push forward to move into your purpose, to do what you're supposed to be doing, then how can you pass that on to your child? Also, I want to point out, you know, calling on Archangel Michael for help, that we're calling on him to help us step into our power. And yes, take this dark thing away from my room at night or whatever the case may be, but we're not helping our child dip into this victimhood, okay? Because that's even worse. If it's like I pull my covers over my, my eyes and I call on Archangel Michael to take everything and I'm under my blanket scared, we have not done any, we've done more damage actually. So it's about empowering your child. You have this team that will help you take care of all of this. I don't care what age you are, if you're 2, 3, 5, 6, 10, 12, whatever. You know, 50, I'm almost 54. <laughs> Archangel Michael's going to help us. But this is about empowering us, you know, working with us, not saving us. Archangel Michael has never saved me from anything. He had, well, he has, he's shown me things, he's brought me things, right, to help me save myself. As I'm speaking, my clock is 1234, one, two, three, four. I've seen that so many times lately. You'll get these winks when you're definitely in the flow. The one, two, three, four, the 1111. Pay attention to when you do get those numbers that whatever you're thinking about, uh, or contemplating, it is important, whether it's something you're supposed to let go of or something you're supposed to uh, move towards. You know, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I'm, I'm, oops, it has a left, it's not even left my brain, it's not in my brain. Pursue, okay? So it's either something to let go of or something to pursue. And it will be up to you to discern what that is. So, teaching our children empowerment, that you have the special gift. And because you have the special gift, the spirits know that. Does not mean you're cursed or it's a bad thing. It just means you might have visitors once in a while. So, asking them what they need or what they want. Teaching your child not to be scared to do that. What a cool thing. And also explaining, you know, just because mommy or dad, just because I don't see it or I don't know it, that just means you're supposed to. Like, I see and hear different things. And you may want to share your experiences with your child if you have those experiences. So teaching your child, yes, we can ask them questions. Now, if it is a uh, dark being, you know, who is either haunting your child's dreams, night terrors are night terrors, okay? They are being terrorized. Sometimes, yes, they are dreaming about past lives, and it might have been horrific, but I am going to say that more often than not, it is a demonic force coming in to scare your child in any way possible so that they will never, ever embrace their gifts. See, that's what this, um, well, I mean, I'm going to say a simulation, but I'm not calling this a simulation that we're in. I'm just saying uh, that is their job to make sure that us as celestial beings, which we all are, by the way, we as celestial beings will be too frightened to ever tap into who we truly are. So empowering your child is so important. If things are, if it's dark at night, you know, or if they're having bad dreams, then while your child's going through that night terror, you, you command Archangel Michael now. You come and take care of this and remove this from my child's dream from my child period you take care of this now you get rid of this now you command him to do it you're not pleading for help you are commanding him to do it the angels cannot help if we don't call on them archangel michael has no problem with you commanding him to do things okay he knows i command him constantly all the time he knows i'm damn serious <laughs> you're gonna do this so you command that or you now i'm at the point where i command it out in a way from the grandchildren. 
I command it. Archangel Michael's there with me. I command it out, gone. Then I also started wrapping all of the grandchildren, all of our grandchildren in these um, purple bubbles at night. I have heard since that one is she's still uh, experiencing those night terrors at times. And so I have called Archangel Michael to always watch over them and help her through this, whatever it is that she's supposed to go through, like help her through this. Maybe it's her mom. Maybe her mom's supposed to step up and be the one, hey, Julia said I do this. Now I guess I'm going to command this thing to get away from my daughter. Okay, it's uh, so night terrors or children saying that there's something standing over them and you'll ask them to describe it. So help them tell you what it is. Um, anything with red eyes is not a good thing. If they say anything has red eyes, where it's, whether it's an old man in a wheelchair, one of my nephews used to see that uh, in their huge house. There was a man in a wheelchair with red eyes. That, so the dark knows... It can show, it, it, was, it knows us, okay? It knows us. It knows what scares us. It knows what will scare us. And it will show up as that. So it doesn't have to be this demon-looking thing. It can be a man in a wheelchair with red eyes. That scared my nephew enough, right? To keep him from ever, you know, so far moving into his abilities. Just his abilities of this, this pure and intuitive celestial being. Anything fear, right? It just Fear just pulls us right down, right down, right down into those lower chakras, just that fear-based chakra system, like, ugh, you know, it almost makes you have that sick stomach. It's all the lower chakras. I mean, if you're doing the work, the spiritual work, and you're just in your, you're trying to do your crown chakra and your third eye, and you're like, you're trying to stay in that, and you're ignoring all your other chakras, uh, it, it's just not going to work. You know, this is a complete chakra system. We are a system. And thank God, like I'm seeing us having this human experience, but we were gifted this beautiful celestial system within us. It's within us. It is in us. We don't have to, see, I've done this in the past years ago, like we don't have to pull it from somewhere to fill it to, to fill us more, to fill our chakras more, we have to understand what we are thinking and believing that is affecting each chakra. Now, that could be things from this lifetime that we have heard or taken on as our truth. It could be past lives. I'm going to say past lives are a big deal. If you heal the past and with the intention that it transcends all timelines, lifetimes, and dimensions. While you're healing there, in that past life, it will heal you now. Right? These are the phobias that we have. These are the blocks we have. Like, there's a lot of people right now that just aren't doing a damn thing, just sitting around and waiting for something. Not sure what. Don't know if they've heard that, that it's time to eat popcorn and sit around. But um, if you think that's a vibrational match with, with creating heaven on earth, just sitting and doing nothing, is that a match? You know, is, that's what you call in. If you're sitting around doing nothing, you will pull in nothing. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's just what your vibration is, right? So um, I, one of the clients I'm working with one-on-one, I do that, by the way. I do work with clients one-on-one. If you want to work with me one-on-one, you can always email me, uh, juliatreat444 at gmail.com. I will say uh, it is, uh, it's not cheap to work with me, but... Um, you won't get a, a cheap uh, result. <laughs> so working with this, this person one-on-one, -on -one, and he has been just doing nothing, sitting there, and we've been meeting weekly, and it's like, you know, shit or get off the pot. <laughs> you know, I, uh, the tough love coach came out and said, look, um, this isn't, we're not going to keep just meeting up and just talking, just shooting the shit. Okay, it's time for you to start doing your purpose. And even if you don't know what the purpose is, and he does, he knows what the purpose is, but he's avoiding it. I said, and so you're just going to have to start doing things that you don't want to. You are avoiding your purpose. I mean, I'm talking buckle down now, don't even want to do it. So tough love coach came out and this is what you're going to do. By the way, this is also guided stuff during the session that comes in for him to do. These are the next steps. And so he did it. He did the next step. He finally did the thing. And he told me, 
when we met the next time, which is a few days later, he said, I was like a toddler kicking and screaming through that entire thing that I had to get done and submit. And I said, mm, I'm sure you were because you don't want to do your purpose because that just, it, it's the escape, the avoidance, the perfectionism, procrastination. That's all fear. It's fear-based. And right now, man, there is a massive block for people doing their purpose. It's blowing me away. It's like, oh, I found this out about this world. Now I'm just, I don't have to do shit. I'm going to sit here and wait until uh, this abundance train just chug-a-lugs by my house and drops off some, some bags of money for me. Like, really? You really think that's what, you're, what our experience is here to be? Huh. Anyway. So he was the toddler kicking and screaming through that. He got it done, and he said, I am a whole completely different person today. And I could feel it. I saw it in him and I knew it. And I said, I'm glad you did the work. I said, this is what happens when you do the work. You feel fantastic. You are unstoppable. And he is, he is like freaking soaring. So, uh, it's fascinating to, you know, just again, this, this, when you're this coaching people one-on-one -on -one and you're, kind of, you're helping them through their story, but then there comes a time where it was like the information that came in was like, okay, we're done shooting the shit. You ready to do something? You're ready to get something done. You're ready to blast through this block because you're the only one that can do that. And so if you are not doing your purpose, pursuing your purpose, looking for your purpose, we all have a purpose here. Okay, what are you doing to help humanity. That is your purpose. Whatever that is, my purpose involves helping humanity. Do you have to be the one up on the stage preaching to a million people? No. But what are you doing to help humanity? So many are now is what's in it for me. Me, 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 me. I'm going to stockpile my money. I'm going to get as much silver and gold and I'm going to get all the stuff and I'm going to sit here and wait or else there's the other uh, the other side of it. I'm a victim. Everything's happened to me. Woe is me. I can't do anything for myself. I have no power. Not that you're saying this to yourself, but you're reflecting that by where you are with your life. It's everyone else's fault. Okay, if you're blaming anyone else, you have missed the boat. Okay, you are where you are because of your choices your decisions, unless, okay, I'll say unless you're a child um, or someone that is under someone else's control, and I mean parental control or something, and they have decided to, they've made decisions for you, that's different. I'm talking about you as an adult who are legal adults, everything has been your decision. So let's move into this you know, that we are celestial beings. We are all celestial beings. We are having this experience. And why do you think we're having this experience? God is not punishing us. God did not just say, here, you're going to go down there and do this, and I'm going to watch and have fun, uh, enjoy watching you suffer. That is not our creator's thought process. There, no one could ever convince me of that. Because... God, our creator, creator of all that is, is all love and only love. So why did you choose to have this experience in this human experience? I believe it was to find our way back to our celestial being, to our own light. I just started my next book, my first book, Stepping Into the Light, I wrote in 2015, well, I wrote a little bit before that, but I published in 2015. And if you haven't read it, it's called Stepping into the Light, the Miraculous Ways that Our Loved Ones, Angels, and Guides are Able to Let Us Know They're Near. You can get it on Amazon, you can get it on Barnes & Noble, but um, an amazing, just, it was about my own journey and then many things that happened for clients of mine, just miraculous, beautiful, amazing things. And... You know, the more that I'm, you know, I am awake to everything that's happening and the longer I'm in that state and learning and growing and taking care of me and honoring me, 
and, and embracing the light within me, the shove or the nudge that my next book is to be written. So I have started that book, which is Returning to Light. And I really want you to see the broad, like what that really means. Returning to light is remembering who the fuck we are. We are the light. But we have, you know, as a collective, we have bought the bullshit. We have taken the lies. We have, we've watched the shows that have, that have programmed our minds into other things, believing different things, put under a spell. That's really what I believe that this journey is about, is waking from the spell. And whether you wake from the spell in this lifetime, or it's going to be your next lifetime, or however many lifetimes it's going to take, you will eventually wake from the spell. You have to. We all are in this together. Where we go one, we go all. I understand those of you who are awakened and you're like, how can those that aren't awake, how, why can't they see this? Well, this has been going on for centuries. All right, and so just be grateful that you actually have awakened, okay? Because how would, it, how would you, we were all asleep, right? We were all asleep at one point. We were under the spell. And we just continue, you know, sharing what we find. You know, I find that I can share with some people a certain way. Other people, I, I, I can't be so direct about. Just like Asiya. So Asiya is something I've been preaching the gospel of Asiya. I prayed for the miracle for, for humanity a year before this product came across my lap. And I mean, I was praying to God, where, what is it going to take? Where's the miracle? I know there is a miracle. I know there's something. And I knew it. I knew there was something that would help everyone, whether you got jabbed or not. That this was going to help everyone. And it was going to be miraculous healing like we were going to hear about it. And it wasn't med beds. Okay, people talk about med beds. It wasn't that. I knew it was something that we had to ingest. But I didn't know. I wasn't shown a blue bottle. I wasn't shown the name. I just knew it. And so I prayed for it, and I continued to ask God to please show me when it's time, show me when it's here. And I have goosebumps right now. And a year later, it came across my lap. When I heard about ASEA, I went to a meeting online. I just wanted to go hear from people their stories. And I heard from a woman who had traumatic brain injury that had gone as far as she could in the medical field. They had said, this is as much as we can get for you. This is it. This is the rest of your life. You're going to have these issues. She started to see ya. She was actually reluctant. She didn't believe it would work because she was a biologist and she read the ingredients. She's like, no way is this going to work. By the way, the ingredients are salt and water, but it is not drinking salt water. It is molecularly charged. So the bottle, the blue bottle, has a magical elixir that already exists in our body. This blue bottle is giving us more of that, it's that redox signaling, which is the message between the cells. All right, so it's, it's signaling the, the worker bees, the ones that are still healthy, the cells that are still like trying to work their butt off, trying to keep us going. It's telling, it's saying, hey, we got some dead cells over here, or we got some injured cells, or we got some depleted cells, we got some poisoned cells. And so the worker bees, the healthy cells go, oh my God, I didn't know that was going on over there. Hello, here we go. We're going to get rid of these cells, or we're going to flush the toxins from the cells if they're savable. I'm just, I'm just saying it in layman's terms. And we're going to birth new cells there. And that's how the body heals. The cellular rejuvenation. No other company is doing this. No one. This is the only company that can because they patented it all. And by the way, this was created by accident. That is how God works. That's how source works. That's how our creator of all that is works. I see you've been working diligently down there in your basement, which is where they, they were working on it, trying to create this in the basement. You've been working so hard. You never gave up. I don't know. Somewhere I heard it was the 50th time. I don't know what time it was. That time, something happened, boom, Asiya was born. Big Pharma got wind of it, tried to buy it from the founders. 
And the founders said, what are you going to do with it? And they were offered multi, multi millions of dollars. And Big Pharma said, we're going to shelf it. We're going to put it on a shelf. We don't want humanity to know about this. They didn't say that, but we know that's what was going on. And the founders said no. And I am so grateful to them because they could have taken the money and run, which so many people do, and they didn't. They said, we have something. We're not selling it to anyone. <laughs> and so, ASEA, being the miracle that I had prayed for, and I've been hearing from people left and right. People are constantly reaching out and saying, oh my God, Julia, thank God for this. Thank you. I'm so glad you talked about this. Um, this is what's happening for me. I had just a message yesterday from an elderly couple from Stockholm, Sweden. I saw a message from them. They're not only drinking it and using the gel, but they're also, they spray it in their eyes. Uh, by the way, our whole body is made up of this stuff, so it's not, you're not spraying anything in your body that's not already there. It's just that we have depleted. We don't have, you know, sufficient amounts. Their eyesight is improving. It's coming back. I actually use a glass dropper, and I uh, drop, I put it in my eyes every single day, both eyes. My left eye, uh, it has, it had really over the past couple of years gone to where it's gotten a lot blurrier and, you know, more difficulty seeing from it, and it is improving. I don't know how you consider levels in eyes, but I'm just going to say that eventually I believe I'll be online, won't have to be wearing glasses. So when that happens, you'll know that my eyesight is, is good to go. I do wear glasses now, but when that happens, I won't be, uh, when my eyesight's back, I won't be wearing glasses. So we are these celestial beings. And not just, you know, it's, yes, it's important that we realize that, but then doing the things that are going to support that celestial being that we are which I'm going to say the most important thing ever for you to support yourself as a celestial being is your thoughts. Your thoughts. Because if you're like, well, I'm going to eat all this light, you know, things from the earth. I'm going to eat high vibrational foods and high vibrational everything. And I listen to high vibrational music. But then you'll look in the mirror and say, look how fat you are. Look how ugly you are. Or remember, mommy doesn't love me. You have just negated anything that you're doing with that high vibrational food, music, all the stuff. Okay? Your mind is going to defeat you or support you. Okay? So look at your, what has it been doing for you? Has it been supporting you? Has it been defeating you? You are so powerful. You have all the power in the world to change your thoughts. And it can be as simple as catching yourself. When you're having the negative thoughts, stop yourself dead in your tracks. Just stop. Do you know how long I had to just sit? I literally had to say, Julia, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You're lying to yourself. Why are you telling yourself that? Why would you talk to yourself like that? Would you talk to a little baby that way? No. I was so hard on myself. I mean, that's why I contracted Lyme disease years ago because I was attacking myself daily. So, of course, I would leave my body open to attack, which what is what Lyme disease is. Now, I had Lyme disease for eight years. I call it eight years of hell. Um, if anyone has an autoimmune uh, issue, you understand this. And, by the way, I'm hearing from lots more people that have them these days. Even a neighbor driving, well, not a neighbor, uh, someone we know who has family in the neighborhood, driving up to my driveway the other day, getting out of the car, coming down, I was outside, and saying, Julia, I am so sick now. Now, I'm not, hey, you want to go get a jab? Your third or fourth or fifth or monkey pox, whatever, do it, okay? Whatever. But when I met her a year or two before, sitting on the riverbank behind my house, she walked by with her sister. They brought up getting the jab. That was the opening for me to tell them what I had found out. The research I'd done, the things I had found, and just telling them, hey, you might want to look into it yourself. She said at that time she's never going to get another one. She had gotten one. Well, here she came down the driveway the other day, walking down the driveway. I hardly recognized her. I couldn't believe her. She was so swollen everywhere. Her face, her entire body is just puffy and swollen. And she said, oh, my God, Julia, I just had to come by. Until I have so much wrong with me, so much. And... She's going through all these tests. She said, they can't find anything wrong. I said, yeah, I'm hearing this a lot lately. 
um, I'm hearing from a lot of people, the medical field, they can't find anything wrong with anyone. That's, yeah, go figure. And she's like, I don't know what to do. I'm losing the feelings in my fingers and my feet. Um, my eyesight's going. They're saying I might go blind. And I'm like, well, I think I have something that will help you. And I told her about ASEA. And we just talked today before I did this podcast. And she's ordering it. She says, I want to do this. I said, good. I said, this, I prayed for this. The miracle for everyone. That meant everyone. And it is helping everyone. Right? So, I also believe that, you know, her father who lived on the street, and I knew him just to say, hey, you know, to wave to him. He passed a few years back. Um, I have no doubt that her dad has all to do with this. I have no doubt her dad was the one that had her walk on the riverbank and meet me, just happened to be sitting up there that night. I don't sit up there every night. Just happened to be there the night she's going to walk by and tell me she just got her first jab. And then her dad leading her to me after she, has, she is so sick and comes to tell me, and I have what I believe is the answer for her. I have several people who have experienced negative things from the jabs who have now reached out to me, and they are all uh, taking a CNL. I'm not claiming that that is going to heal them because we can't claim that, and we have to be very careful. I'm not giving any medical advice. I'm just uh, sharing what is working from people that tell me it's working. You know, they give me their reports. One of the people um, is a very dear friend of mine who had migraines the past year, and she has no more headaches. They are gone. So just having that, a life, t- life where she has no headaches is, I mean, just think about that. <laughs> just, just no headaches, just no, no discomfort in the head, no discomfort in the neck, which is what I had ex- from a car accident three years ago that is no longer bothering me whatsoever. Went to my, my next specialist, and he had said I was going to need shots and surgery, and he just said the other day that I need nothing, and I said, I know. Would you like to hear about a SIA? But, you know, he declined because uh, he's not going to make money. The money that he makes doing surgery, I guess, he's not going to make from a SIA. Okay, so I told you we were going to be talking about lots of things today. Um... You know, we are celestial beings. We have had many experiences. Past life regression is so fascinating. I've learned so much from clients over the years because, you know, where they go, I realize, like, wow, that's actually possible because she just, you know, I'm thinking of someone in mind right now. I met a woman named Becky at my certification with Brian Weiss. Uh, Brian Weiss has been doing this for years was doing past life regression and then started teaching people to do it. Now, keep in mind, Brian Weiss actually wasn't regressed for three years. He could not be regressed, but he was able to regress other people and they had miraculous results. It's kind of like I heard the other day, one of the top guys in ASEA, top guys, top guys, one of the main speakers all the time on their videos and in, on their, at their um, events, he has never had an experience with the SIA. He's never experienced anything. He's drinking it. He takes eight ounces a day, and he's been doing that for years, but his wife and his daughter had experiences on a SIA, and that is why he is so, you know, um, an advocate for a SIA. So it's kind of like, well, he didn't have an experience, but he has witnessed experiences, and that was enough for him, just like Dr. Weiss who was regressing people. So I went to his uh, past life regression certification course. And by the way, I have that coming up. It's a six-week course that you can uh, work with me in a group setting live. I'm doing that, so I'm going to tell you about that here at the end of the podcast in case you want to decide, you know, I want this to be part of my purpose. I want to help humanity heal in this way. So I met this woman, Becky. And we just became friends. There's like this little group. You kind of become friends with little groups at these bigger events. And she and I hit it off. She was a, I think if I remember, she was a nurse. It's been many years. I don't even know what year that was. Um, I'm going to guess over 10 years ago. I've been doing this for at least 10 years, probably just the past life regression part, at least for that long, I believe. But we became friends. You know, Dr. Weiss took us through lots of the different teachings and different 
meditations or I'm going to say regressions, progressions, chakra stuff, all the stuff I'm going to be doing with my certification group online. And, you know, we were learning all about past life regression so that we would then be split up into little groups where we would be practicing. We would be practicing with each other. And so I think, I'm thinking there's about 500 people there. I'm guessing about 500, maybe less, I'm not sure. But Becky was in my group, and there were one, two, three, like four of us, four in a group, and one person would be reading the script, like you get the script, which is what I provide my students as well, but you're reading the script as you're getting your client relaxed and taking them back to a lifetime that they need to visit. And so I don't remember Becky's intention. It might have been to understand why her body just didn't work. I mean, she had multiple heart issues and surgery. I think she had multiple heart surgeries. Just in her entire body, like, rejected this lifetime. <laughs> so this is the first time, right, that I'm regressing anyone. I'm taking them, I'm reading the script, and that's when I realized how good I was at what I did. Because the very first time I'm reading a script, and this woman, Becky, went, bam, she was there. She went to the beach. It was the ocean with the beach. I can't remember where it was in the world if she even said, but she had just, she was running and crying and screaming after, get this, the ship that had dropped her off, and they were Arcturians. She was from the Arcturian family. They had dropped her and, and several others off and left them, and they were running after them, screaming and crying. To hear this woman, she was there. She was hysterically crying. Uh, my heart just broke for her because she's like, why'd they leave us? They left us there. Why did We didn't want to come here and all this. And I thought, oh, my God, wow. And I'm not going to say, hey, boom, we're going to drop you off because we don't love you. I, I don't remember the outcome of that. I, I can just remember her hysterically crying about it. And coming to the realization that that's why her body didn't work because she was rejecting being here on earth, rejecting it. She didn't want to be here. She wanted to be with her Arcturian family, not here on earth. You know, we kept in touch for a couple years after that, but, you know, then fell out of touch. I don't know where she is. If she's still here, I have no idea. But an amazing thing happened that while we were at that event, we were at this beautiful venue where we slept in, you know, we stayed in cabins, and she came up and handed me a gift. It was this wrapped box, and I opened it. This was after the fact, after she did the past life regression, after we had this whole week of a lot of practice together, and she handed me this box, and it was this beautiful golden gong, like a small gong with a mallet, and it had a card, and it was a message from the Arcturians thanking me. I don't remember it word for word, but I'm just going to say it was one of the most precious things I've ever received. It was just so, it was amazing. So her getting to go to that space, which I don't, again, remember how the past life panned out for her, but coming to that space of peace that she can give me a gift to thank me for helping her go through that, maybe she had the realization that she wasn't, oh, I, now I have this aha moment. She did come to the realization that she wasn't a, a sacrifice or that they didn't love her or it was just that it was her turn, I believe, if I remember correctly, her turn to come and have the experience as an Arcturian but in a human form. Now, I believe we're all celestial beings. We're all a star. We're all a star, and we're going to play all these different roles, whether it's Pleiadian, Arcturian. I've been all of them. I understand. If you're like, I resonate with that and that and that and that, probably because you've been all of that. just dawned on me, I just recalled uh, the retreat that we did in Greece, and I was co-hosting with my uh, yoga instructor. We co-hosted it. We, we did this retreat together, and I did a past life regression in Greece with the group. It was a group past life regression, and, and just whoever wanted to partake showed up, and several of them came. They wanted to, to experience it, and I'll never forget the first time ever I've had anyone say this, 
you know, I went through afterwards and some people were sharing, some were crying, you know, oh my gosh, I was, I was an ogre. Like she said, she was an ogre, this one girl. And she was very like ugly in the face. She had this rash on her face and she was, I think, beaten to death or stoned to death or something like that. Well, she had this affliction on her face that was happening. And when she saw that past life, when she realized it and saw how that lifetime, you know, turned out and then she did the healing work, the stuff on her face went away. Same thing happened with me. I've had that happen before where I moved to a new space and a rash starts on my face and I go to the past life to see why. And it happened in the area that I had moved to. You know, we can move somewhere and actually something start to happen. Um, Then my rash went away from off my face. But the, my yoga instructor, who honestly is this most precious, beautiful light, just here as a human being, she is this beautiful, just, energetic light. She waited for everyone to be done. I said, you know, does anyone else have anything else to share? And she kind of raised her hand. She's like, well, I just have a question. She said, could I have been a star? And I said, yes. She said, I was a star. I was just shining for everybody. And I just, it, was, it almost brought tears to my eyes because that's how she is here. She's a shining light. But she was uh, validation for me. I truly believe we are all celestial beings. We are all a star. It's funny, I, I feel like I'm kind of reminiscing, which is good, good to go here. Because uh, I just thought of this. When my dog Daisy passed, you know, I, I know another thing you can, by the way, work on yourself or you can teach your children if you have a pet that passes or is getting ready to. You know, I said, Archangel Michael, you're going to come get her right now. She's going to be with you. And when she passed, I'm holding her in my arms and I'm like, show me where you are right now, right now. Now she's literally in my arms taking her last breath. She is sitting on a grassy knoll right next to Archangel Michael, just sitting there. And I was like, oh, thank you. I needed to see that. It's not something I made up. She showed me. Then on the way home driving, I said, all right, how are you going to come to me? What's your sign going to be? And I just, she said, I heard. By the way, you don't have to know dog talk, okay? It's just talking to another soul. That's all. Animal communication is just another soul. People get so wrapped up to, I can communicate this way, but how am I, I can't do animal communication. You're just listening to the soul. So she told me, you look in the sky tonight. You look at the sky I thought I was going to see a shooting star, right? Because then that ego goes right there. It's going to be a shooting star. Well, I went out that night, and I'm looking, no shooting star. But I noticed all the stars around were white, pretty much white. And there was one blue one, and it was blinking. That was Daisy's sign for me, a blue star. I started seeing that blue star everywhere. A pizza joint that we went to regularly every week at the time, we're sitting there having pizza and a beer, and I look over up on the wall, and there's a blue shooting star that someone had painted that they have antique memorabilia. This was old and had been there all along, and I'd never seen it over the years that we'd been going there, not until Daisy showed me that she was the blue star. Then semi-trucks running by me on the interstate with a blue star on them. Blue star showed up everywhere, including the riverbank behind my house. It was a big white uh, just out of the blue, oh, that's right, it was winter time. There was snow everywhere. Walking down the riverbank just to take a walk, and across the river, he- like laying on top of the snow, is this beach ball that's white and has blue stars. <laughs> you can't make the shit up. Same thing when Gracie, my Gracie then was the next to pass, leave this physical world. Sorry about that. Um, I had a call coming in there. Just going to let that go. Um, same thing with Gracie. So she, when she, you know, was leaving this world, I said, what's your sign? And I, I don't, I think I just remember saying red star or something. And she started showing me red stars everywhere. So they both still continue to give me those signs, the red star and the blue star. And this is where, you know, we are the celestial beings. We can ask those questions. What will your, will your sign be? Show me. I don't remember how I knew what uh, Rosie's was. I don't recall. I think I might have just seen a red star that night somewhere, whether it was in the sky or just started seeing red stars everywhere. So it just made sense, right? They're, they're reminding me we are the celestial beings, Mommy. 
I'm a blue star. I'm a red star. Maybe you're a gold star. You're a star. We are celestial beings. I know I've had a lot to talk about today, so I thank you for sticking with me if you've made it this long. I think I'm going to go ahead and sign off now. Um, just giving you a, a heads up, I do have a six-week certification course coming up. It is, I've got the dates, it's the Past Life Regression Certification Course. All right, so we will be meeting every Monday night from July 11th through August 15th. I have the course automated. You will be watching all the videos on your own, and we will be meeting every week for six weeks on Monday nights because I am going to make sure that you feel so solid with your new abilities of helping people heal their past, helping people see the future, helping people move through the chakra system and healing that. You will be able to do all of that with this course. You will be certified. You will be have all of your practice work done in those six weeks and your online presence and your first or second or 10th client while we are working together those six weeks. I want to help you start your business or if you haven't, if you've already taken the course, the automated program, and you've been him hon around and you haven't gotten things done, you haven't launched it, then you will be able to launch it during the six weeks. If you took the automated course already, which was 444, um, all you need to do is email me and pay the difference, and you can go through the six weeks with me. Th so this is, this is for you to come and learn, to do the work I'll be taking you through as the group every week into different exercises, different regressions, progressions, all the stuff. This is for you to do the practice work with your classmates, and I have other people who will volunteer, and this is for you to be out there doing the work. I'm hoping you will be charging something because you should get paid for doing your amazing healing work, but this is about you either starting your business or expanding your business. This is it, okay? It's time to stop working for the machine, and it's time to step into your power. As a light worker, as a healer, this will help you do that. You will be helping humanity by doing this work. So if you go to my website, juliatreat.com, at the top, there is going to be a bar across the top that says the, where you can click and pay and join me for the certification course. Again, if you've already paid for the automated course, Email me, juliatreat444 at gmail.com. Tell me you went in, and you just I'll send you uh, an invoice for the difference, and you're in. Okay, I'm ready to help you leave the legacy, to start doing your purpose, helping humanity in miraculous ways, and leaving the matrix behind, leaving it behind for good. All right. Thanks for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this. Please share this. Please leave me some likes and a favorable comment. And I will see you again very soon. Remember, it is time to step into the light and give your dreams wings. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out all of the benefits of ASEA by going to juliatreat.teamasea.com.